podcast where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm joined here by Dwayne. I think if you hear any like, background music, that should be the new theme music of the podcast. Yeah? Yeah. Um, we're also gen- joined here by Soccer Dan. Soccer Dan 302. Follow him on Instagram. Here I am. <laughs> so loud. Yeah. You don't have to get that close. It's not get loud. Yeah, it is in my headphones, yeah. Gotta get crazy. Well, we're... Here. Dan and I finally got convinced uh, Sebastian to come down to Dover. Yeah. I mean, now, granted, it wasn't for the... It's, it, we're going to call this a celebration because I think I think our our honoree wouldn't have it any other way. Um, so this this entire episode is uh, is dedicated to to Dr. Lou Atkinson, uh, who recently passed away. Uh, we're going to do a little little cheers, a little toast to him. Um, um, that one goes out to Lou. Um, yeah, so uh, Lou Atkinson uh, recently passed away, and uh, and uh, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Dan, uh, Dan, 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 Dan did it. Dan did um, it. And <laughs> from my dead homie. <laughs> uh, I mean, I <laughs> I gotta be honest. Like, I feel like Lou would enjoy that. <laughs> Lou, Lou, Lou would expect nothing less out of the Dover guys. Yeah. I, I, don't, um, I think he accepts the Dover guys for who they are, man. And again, we're going to call it a celebration because that's exactly what it should be. Um, Dr. Lou Atkinson, Coach Lou, Lou. Uh, Dr. Lou. Dr. Lou. Uh, was absolutely one of the best, smartest people, not only from a soccer standpoint, but just a regular, just a, as a person. Um he was he was amazing um i know for me personally uh he he's the reason why i think i'm a better coach i mean there's multiple people in the in the in the soccer world that are that that have made me a better coach but lou was definitely a big part of that um he was the one that encouraged me from a coaching education perspective uh every time um every time i talked to him i felt i left the conversation knowing something new um and that that made me feel really good um yeah, even yeah. though even though i was scared of him at first now it's always good having you know lou run around your session not even run around your session just walking around the field because it didn't matter what tactical area what your focus was whatever you were doing at practice he's going to find a way to improve it and make you think um to improve your session or improve your drill or and it didn't matter the level either like he's one of those guys i mean yeah and there's a lot of guys in the soccer world. It's like, oh, they only work with these kids or they only work with these kids. No matter if it was rec, you know, National League, you know, ODP, it didn't matter. He was going to make those kids better and enjoy the sport. That's right. He was there to make, uh, you know, lifelong supporters of the sport. Um, Dan, you're the, you're out of the three of us. You knew Lou the longest. Because I'm the oldest. Yeah, that is true. O- OG, OG Dan in the building. Um, <laughs> so when uh, when did you meet Lou, and how were the what were the circumstances that that you met him? So I remember Lou from all the way back. Like I said um, when I was in high school, playing in an indoor league with a giant tennis ball uh, in a in an old gym, <laughs> uh, Central Middle Gym. So. It was an adult league that was run by the county or something back before anybody knew what futsal was and yeah. really knew anything about 
even indoor. Yeah. And we kicked the balls off the wall and played off the bleachers and <laughs> like, there was no out of bounds. Uh, so Lou was in, involved in that. Um, so uh, it's been a little while. He's had an influence on Dan for sure. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Kick it off the fence. It's all good. Keep playing. That's right. <laughs> no throw-ins. We don't need to control this ball. Don't worry about it. Just blast it and go. Um, I actually have the uh, the actual date that I met Lou uh, because for me, it'll always be stuck in my mind because the same day I like physically met Lou was the same day I actually physically met Chad for the first time. Uh, and it was June 3rd, 2015. Um, so you were the last one to meet Lou. I was the last one to meet Lou. Um, this was this was at uh, at the old DUP down in there on uh, Lewis Drive. Oh, you, didn't meet, you didn't even meet Lou in the in the hood, man. Shooty no. Park, no, no. Shooty Park. I have never been to Shooty Park. Oh, you got to go out to Shooty Park. I gotta, <laughs> never, never been to Shooty Park. Unfortunately, I just drove past Shooty Park, um, just from top of the Shooty Park, and in the back where we used to play some travel games. Um, they used to go back and forth between the front and back between eleven v eleven and small sided. They just built a dog park. Um, back there, so R.I.P. Uh, backfield to Shooty Park because I don't think they'll ever see a soccer game ever it's again. It's all a dog park now. It's a dog park. So you remember where they put the pavilion? Remember when you drive to the back behind the softball field? Oh, 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 yes. Sorry, all the way back there between the between the little between league fields the little and the gotcha. softball yes, fields. Okay. You know where they put the, the yeah. pavilion and they yes. built that path. Yeah, now there's a, a dog park on the right side. Gotcha. Yeah, so I met Lou. Uh, yeah, so June third, two thousand fifteen, at uh, at the old DUP. We were at a U fifteen, U thirteen, actually U thirteen and U fourteen boys tryout. Um, and uh, all those kids are now that that at this point have now all graduated high school. Um, and it was a tryout. I met I met them. I met Chad and uh, and Lou. I think I might have met Tucker. That same, that same day. Yeah, you're the last one to meet all these guys. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Young buck. Well, I mean, I was, I had literally moved, I had moved to Delaware three days before. Yeah. Um, Make me feel old. I had, I had moved to Delaware three days before. Make me feel old, man. Uh, I'm not a Tucker. Chad, Chad, Chad had, Chad and I had gone back and forth with emails of like, hey, you're like, come on out to this. Like, you're, you're, you know, we're going to get you in the coaching staff. Um, so I, I showed up there. At the time, I was still trying to finish my D license. So, uh, uh, I have an email that I sent to Lou the day after I met him. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think, I think honestly, from that point on, I think, the my, my relationship with him grew, uh, to where, you know, we, we talked on a, on a regular basis. Um, obviously, uh, he ran all of our coaches meetings from a, from a technical perspective. So getting him set up with that is, was awesome. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just him just showing up to the to the field, and all of a sudden you turn around, and Lou was standing right next to you, watching your session, going, uh, "Hey, so what what are we doing?" <laughs> and uh, it, at times you were you were slightly terrified. At least I was at first. The first couple of years, I was a hundred percent terrified. Uh, I was also terrified if Chad ever showed up to my sessions, but um, but yeah, Lou would just show up to your session, stand right next to you, and ask you, you know, ask you questions. I don't think I don't think. Ch Lou ever told me I needed to do something. Uh, he he always asked me a question, um, which I think was the was obviously the educator in him. So did you did you wonder like if Lou didn't ask me, does that mean that I'm doing it wrong? And yes, turn and walk a, away. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Must have messed up. 
100%. If Lou walked by mm-hmm. me, said hi to me, and then walked out, I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing wrong? Like, what are you doing wrong? It's like, it's it can't be fixed. It's that bad. Yeah. I did I did have one moment, and I and Cut I think up. I think you two will appreciate it. I had a moment where I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to come up with my own like drill from scratch. Because <laughs> that's the day Lou walks around the field. <laughs> and, Lou, and Lou happened to be there that day. I decided to do play a four-goal game, but I was going to play a four-goal game a little different. So normally a four-goal game, you have two goals on each side, kind of on the, closer to the corners of each uh, goal line, right? Well, I wanted to. I wanted the opposite teams to switch the field in order to score. So I'm confused I, just listening to you talk about <laughs> it. So I'm sure Lou is like, "What? This is so, not conventional." So, so I I basically shifted the opposite goals. So basically, there was a goal like let's just say blue team was going, and their goals were to their left and in the center. Those are their two goals. And then the red team was going the other way. And their goal was also, was also to the left and to the center. So the goals were like 90 degrees apart? Yeah, they were like basically out of, out of, out of diagonal. Oh, no. The, <laughs> so there's two, there's two goals in the center. That's and why Lou said, I am by. He was, he was thinking about side. <laughs> so he was like, so, but, but this is... But this is well, this the is, coach looks like she's having fun. That's good enough <laughs> for me. <laughs> but, but, I think, but, this is, but I think this is... I think this is my point with it. He came over and it was it was not working, not even not even close to what I was expecting. And uh, and he said, "All right, how's it going?" And I was like, "Well, you know, like I'm trying this, you know." And he's like, "Well, why are the goals like this?" I was like, "Ah, you know, I'm I'm trying to trying to do something different." Trying to get to my A-list. And he goes, "Yeah." And he goes, "Okay, all right. Well, uh, let me know how it goes." And you know, okay, well, let's see how it goes. And then you know, it went. And then you know, a couple minutes later, he came over and talked to me, and he goes. Uh, so how'd it go? And I was like, honestly, no, it was terrible. And he's like, all right, well, good. I'm glad you got this conclusion. <laughs> but that was the thing, right? Like, he's never going to come in and tell you, going like, listen, this is terrible. Please stop doing it. Unless I was doing something. Exactly. You figure out to never do this ever again. Exactly. Like, he basically. But that was that was the beauty of it, right? Like, it was it was it was like he was Yoda. Like, he was like. He was like teaching like baby Yoda, <laughs> not, not baby Yoda. Okay, not baby Yoda. But he was he was you know he was basically teaching you without really knowing without you really knowing. Mister Miyagi is better a better one. Mister Miyagi, Mister Miyagi, that's a better that's a, Yeah, yeah. He was he was telling me to wax on and wax off, and then I didn't realize that. That's what and he was, kept painting the fence. Yeah, I kept painting the fence. He <laughs> wasn't going over the fence. He was just painting it. So, but yeah, that was. Uh, Probably one of the best. Uh, Lou did yell at me one time. Uh, you were there when he yelled at me. Uh, our first diamonds game. Oh yeah, he told you it wasn't working. It, no, 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 it wasn't that. You yelled at me because I kept complaining about a yellow card. Oh yeah, he's like, dude, what are you gonna do? To <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like it. just leave it alone. Yeah, and it was cold out there. He left early too, so it was yeah. early in the game. It was like right. Right no, 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 that wasn't that game because the diamonds played in the summer. No, nah, it was the food truck, but it was cold. It was cold, and yeah, because you gave me a jacket, you gave me a jacket, and I never wore it ever again because it was so. T- it was like a Michael Jackson jacket on me. <laughs> give me a New Balance warm up jacket because we had, we just switched to New Balance, and dude, that jacket is the tightest jacket I've ever worn in my entire life. Interesting, I don't remember that. Look up Michael Jackson Thriller. Look at that red jacket yeah, he has on. Yeah. Well, Speaking to the listeners here, maybe the younger <laughs> listeners who don't know the Thriller video, 
And that's what I look well, I look back you know that thriller video? <laughs> <laughs> you mean there's somebody younger than you listening to this? Now that is because <laughs> they I'm all sure, know the thriller video. I'm there's something sure, called YouTube. I'm pretty sure Dwayne wasn't born when the thriller video uh, was. I was about six years, <laughs> at least six years away. Um all right. Well, you out of the three of us, you're the only one that had Lou as an as a coach. Coach, yeah, dude. Uh, I'm not Lou. And didn't watch Thriller. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I think I like honestly thinking about it now. Like I think I met Luke four times. I met him once at you know you always you meet someone but you don't think you meet someone right? Like you don't think you'll ever see him again. So I yeah. met him at Shooty Park one day and, and okay. Well, we're we're back on the podcast and uh, back to my story. Uh, yeah, we were we were cut off for a second. But, All right, uh, so like I was saying, man, a bunch of soccer dads used to coach me, and I didn't, never thought I would see Lou again. Um, the second time I met Lou, it was at ODP, and I was probably at, like, Kutztown or something, and obviously Lou had a big role in ODP. Sure did. Late 2000s. Just on my age here. Um, and he ran a session there, and it was just weird. He was 12. Yeah, it was like 12. <laughs> but they were showing, you know, it was Lou. He was like, oh, this is Lou Atkinson from Delaware. And I'm like, oh, snap. Like, this guy knows what's good. And, and it was a very simple session. I was actually kind of, I remember I was actually kind of disappointed because I was expecting, you know, being from Delaware and not 17, having, 17 different colors of cones and 17 colors of cones, you know, something, something new. And it was very simple, but it got the point across. Yep. And then like, you know, third time I meet Lou is, you know, obviously know who he is at this point. Um, he was my assistant coach at Nova for two years. Um, and, and spent a lot of time with Lou, obviously in the high school boy seasons, um, and learned a lot from him too, you know, especially on those leadership aspects. And then, um, just, simplifying defending um remember one time you know we tried to play in a four four two very conventional i had a conversation with lou and i said dude this thing this isn't going to work i said i need the three guys i guess i need to put three guys in front of me i almost have to play as a sweeper i said i need them to slow them down because they can't defend but if they could just put their body between that player and the ball i can i can go save the day um so we had really good conversations i remember in high school introducing the fifa 11 those kinds of things. And then, you know, obviously meeting them again and coaching um, and kind of meeting them in that life of, of understanding coaching education and and learning, you know, just learning how to coach and, and teach and mentor and all those good things. Ask those guided questions and do the coaching education pieces. It's funny because Tuesday I was actually looking at getting my C license. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you and go. I, I, the irony there. Yeah. Yes. Soccer Dan coming through. We got we got the rail house for this? fixing. Barbecue and hot sauce sounds great. Dan said just said Thanks. yes. Bring them all. But there should be some. Uh, there should be brought. Worse. Yep. Something's yep. Yep. coming. She's yeah. She's got you. German German Jetted. Dan is in the building. Jetted. <laughs> she's got you. Sebastian, gonna eat that chicken tender? No, I'm not gonna eat that chicken tender. Come on, man. Take a no. just take a piece. No, no, I'll no. Split, I'll split it up. It'd be like quarter. salami. <laughs> <laughs> Almost still on the chicken tickets. They don't look bad. Um, yeah, so so yeah, you're the only one that had him as an actual coach. Um and then we we all three of us coached with him. Um and Dan and I actually had uh had a coaching course with our C license. We're in our C license, and Lou just showed up in one of the days. <laughs> Is that where you were moving the beds? That's where we moved the beds. I was telling, oh yeah, I was telling Dwayne about the time when we had to move beds for Mike Bard. <laughs> Made you a better coach. Yeah, Lou, Lou was like a national hero when he showed up to this class. Yeah, quite impressive. And then when they, 
everybody saw him talking to us. And they were like, wait, what? Who are these guys? They gave us some respect, right? Yeah. Give us some credit in the, in the, in the field. <laughs> cred. <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah. That's I'm what. Using, using the wrong slang. <laughs> that's funny. I told somebody I knew Chad Reed and he kept calling me Chad. <laughs> I was getting my license, so that's funny. My, um, was it Mike Barr? No, nah, it wasn't. His name was Mike. <laughs> and then, uh, and then we also we were Dan and I did a uh, we did a uh, director of coaching license up in in Massachusetts uh, a long time ago at this point, uh, and uh, and we met with Vince Gansberg, and we said, oh yeah, we work with Lou. Um, and, you know, he said to say hello. And uh, Vince's response that we've had on the podcast before was uh, Lou is the, the godfather, basically, of uh, of soccer in the United States as far from a coaching education perspective. Lou is running a mob of soccer coaches in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's uh, that I think is pretty special. It's pretty cool. And the fact that I think I don't think we've ever. Thank you. Bring him on. There's <laughs> a salami right there. <laughs> it's a salami. Yeah, like little salami. <laughs> Eat it, Sebastian. Um, but I think, I don't think, I mean, I don't think, at least for me, maybe Duane was different for you, but at least for me, like, I don't think I, once I, when I got, when I was in Delaware and Chad told me about like everything that Lou had done and then he was a U.S. soccer coaching instructor and this and that and all, and all the fantastic things that he's done. I don't think I ever put it into perspective of what it meant until we got into like outside of our little bubble in Delaware and people were like, wait a minute, like you work with Lou Atkinson and we're like, yeah, like he's just, you know, he's, he's saying, yeah, he's just Lou. He just, you know, he's, you know, Especially he being from Dover and you, like knowing like the neighborhood he lives in. He's like, yeah, it's just Lou that lives down the street. Yeah. It's just, you know, he's, you know, he's coming, you know, he's, he shows up to our field. Yeah. He's giving me advice. You know, he'll call me if he has zoom troubles for a coaching meeting. Um, like yeah, just, in the coaching education part we got you know we're gonna be with them. i mean yeah i think it kind of hit me when i played in odp and obviously delaware being smaller you know you're going against like new york and pennsylvania you have like two or three teams and like 60 kids yeah um saying like a little action sent from delaware it's like oh yeah man this guy's goat i mean it for for people listening on the podcast i want you to go to youtube and uh, type in Lou Atkinson, Delaware, on on YouTube, and you're gonna see the fact that is he up, uh, am I up there? Huh? Am I up there? Are you up? sessions? No, oh. no, Lou, uh, Lou's Lou speech when he won the Thomas Fleck Award, um, uh, for United Soccer Coaches and uh, U.S. Youth Soccer, um, like that that speech is is fantastic. Again, like the amount of people that that he impacted in the world of coaching education and the fact that he's, you know, he lived in Delaware and he, you know, we're talking about somebody that played at Davis and Elkins uh, and was on the Hall of Fame class. Like, I don't think Lou was ever really, like, he talked about when he played, but he didn't really talk about it. But you, Lou, but you Lou, realize the shin guard revolutionized between when he played and... I mean, yeah, Lou, Lou, was, Lou was the class of 1971 at Davis and Elkins. Back then, the balls were still made of stone. <laughs> um, he was a part of the NAIA national championship team in 68 and 1970. Yeah, dude. Like, um, it's... It my is, mom was only three years old then, so... <laughs> I mean, not to mention that he was the, the DYSA director of coaching for 20 years as a volunteer. 
which is is a shout out to DYSA president for um, for sponsoring the uh, Jenning (laughs) for telling us where to meet us and and then ghosting us. Yeah, we're going to have the DYSA president in an interview today, but uh, fortunately, due to uh, due to a series of unfortunate events, yes, he was unable to join us. Um, he is also in the U.S. Youth Soccer Region One Hall of Fame. Uh, Charlotte Moran, not Lou, yeah, not the DYZ not president. The DYZ that president. Not the DYZ president. <laughs> uh, Charlotte Moran Award uh, in Long Term Service. Uh, also had coaching license that I've never heard of. He had the Futuro Three coaching course education w- with FIFA. He told me about that course. Like he went out to Europe somewhere and like FIFA was put on this course, this Futura course. And it's like, again, like he's just like, he was doing things that you could pass the course. Huh? You think you could pass the course? No, (laughs) no shot. But from the sixties? No, this was like, this was in the early, in the two thousands. Then he came back with a MacBook. It was like, yeah, the U S soccer federation just gave this to me um, when I I was in Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we're talking about somebody that that brought practice play practice play to all of us and when US soccer rolled it out, we're like, Oh, we've been we've been doing this. Like this is not a this is not a new concept. Yeah, I, I like to think that we brought play practice play to Lou <laughs> and he shared it with the country. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's right. All play right. practice sure. play started with Dan Simmons. That's how that's how Dan taught it. It did not start with Dan, that's for sure. No, it wasn't you? Very, very little has started with me. <laughs> Fun Friday started with Dan. Fun, Fun Friday. Fridays. Fun Friday. <laughs> Fun Fridays. Yeah. I had to curtail that for the kids. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, Lou is um, Lou is somebody that has impacted all of us greatly, um, and I think we're all better coaches because of him. Yeah, I mean, again, yeah, it really didn't matter the level he coached to on. He could yeah. have been a recreational player. Mediocre high school player, mediocre high school, my high school team, when he's coached, we're coming off one of our best seasons, probably the best season Dover's had in recent years. Um, well, definitely because we're still conference champs. They didn't win it this year. <laughs> um, we're coming off of that year, and he steps on board. So, you know, ideally you think he would revolutionize us, take us to the next level, but we didn't, we didn't really reach that peak that we were supposed to, but still coached us the hardest he could. Yeah. Um, before we before we move on to uh, to something else, Dan, anything else you want to add on Lou? So, one of the biggest guiding principles I've I've used that came from Lou was it doesn't matter how your session went. Did the kids leave them yeah. having had fun? Yeah, because. If they left having had fun, they will come back. Yeah. And they will want to improve. So, you know, just that, that little note, like, it could be the worst session. But if in the last five minutes it's fixed and the kids have fun, they will be back for you to try again. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's been a guiding principle, especially working with, with young kids, um, especially struggling young kids, mm-hmm. you know, to to make it that they have fun, that's how we're able to to continue development. And it also helps you as a coach too. You know, the session then goes bland. You had high hopes. You know, your team is trending upwards, and 
doesn't go as planned, but hey, did the kids get something? They, they probably still got what he wanted out of it. It just didn't look like they were supposed to look. He, uh, he always talked about the fact that one of the reasons why he liked working with us was the fact that anytime he would show up to the field, the ball, like the, from the moment the first kid got out of the car, there was a ball on the field and it was rolling and it, and it looked like soccer, right? Which is what he always asked for. Like, did, does it look like soccer? Um, and to dance point, was it, was it fun? Um, I don't think in the, in the years that I've talked to him about how things were going in general, he ever asked me if I won a game, if I lost a game, what the score uh, was. Uh, it was ever, he never, never like that was never, that was never, that was never at the, uh, in the forefront of it. Like that was never, that was never a thought just because it wasn't, it wasn't about the result. It was about developing the kids, right? Like the kids. And, and, and I think for Lou, the kids would find their right placement in life or, or in their soccer careers. If they were, you know, ready to go sit up for the U15 national team, they would end up there. And, yeah. You know, they needed to sign up for the adult league at 75. They would, they would be there. And I think it's for everybody. Well, I think it speaks to the fact that like, we at we all as soccer coaches at times end up with uh with this mentality of like well i want to you know sometimes I, I i wish i could be coaching a better team or like i'm better i'm better than the team i'm coaching and things like that right and the reality of it lou lou didn't have to coach with us lou didn't have to help us lou could have coached at wherever he wanted to for that matter right like and he, he showed up at kent county parks and wreck for an 03 girls training session, which was getting ready to start. And was out there giving Dan and I pointers, or just, not even pointers, but just saying, hey, try this, try that. You're doing it all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you teaching these kids? <laughs> but like that, that shows the magnitude, like you're showing up for a travel level session. Yeah. And I mean, for those who know, the 03 girls, they were, they were pretty good. They were yeah. competitive. They could go to any tournament they wanted to compete. Yeah. And you come up to a bunch of rec kids, and give us pointers and, and not just doubt by not the rec kids, but uh, no, it's yeah. I mean, how many times have you gone to a field and said, Oh, there's a rec group over here. I'm just waiting for field space. So I'm going to go do my thing instead of, you know, giving back to the game the right way. Well, and that's the thing, right? How many, how many in, I'm not saying that they're not, but, but in general, how's that? That's a question of like, how many a licensed instructors are hanging out at rec fields, giving, giving other coaches pointers. And maybe there are, and, and hopefully there are. Because that's ultimately the the lesson here. Right? Like for me, um, I I want to go down the pathway of a, of coaching education. I want to I want to be an instructor. A lot of that has to do with Lou. I I sat in coaching courses with Lou where he's taught the course, and I've been there next to him to be able to 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 listen and learn and and just and just want to be a part of it. So yeah, absolutely, word, word. So, so. All right. Um, okay. Uh, U seventeen World Cup. Let's uh, let's transition to that before we wrap up the episode. Uh, Argentina lost to Germany uh, in the semifinal game. Z Germans. Uh, so it'll be Germany France. So we got uh, Sebastian's German par. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Germany France on the U seventeen uh, World Cup final. Uh, France has only given up one goal in the entire tournament. And they got was, players coming too. Was that other country they have? <laughs> New Caledonia. Yeah, they got players coming too. It's not, just, it's not just the French players. They got another player from the tournament. Yeah. Uh, so uh, 
France is going to be playing France. Oh, sorry, France is going to be playing Germany. I believe tomorrow is the final. Uh, in the morning, uh, Mali is the only team to have scored a goal against uh, France, and they won third place. They beat Argentina three nothing today. Dang, Argentina is leaving out there empty-handed. Yeah, you know Argentina has never never reached the final of a U seventeen World Cup. Well, it looks like those kids are going to be out on the streets begging for money. <laughs> what? Come soccer, on. Soccer is not their future. No. It's harder than it looks. Stop saying that. Stop saying that. That's not true. All I got to do is... There's uh, only 24 teams that play in the U-17 World Cup. All you have to do is kick the ball in the goal. Yeah. You guys couldn't do that. I mean, we did. We lost some PKs to... Sebastian, in my adult league game last week, I kicked the ball Good for you. It doesn't mean you were like... But nobody so, cared. Yeah, nobody cared. We're not podcasting about your adult league game. Yeah. Tell them, Dan. Dan's the only one that'll... Not today. D- D- I, think, I think Dan's the only so one So next that... week, we'll podcast about Dwayne's adult league. Well, next week, we're podcasting. Hopefully, we're still in the league. Is it playoffs? Playoffs. Oh, boy. All right, see, if you, don't, if you don't score the goal in the back of the net... If you don't score, I ball. sparked a comeback. We were down four one, and then it doesn't show up on my Insta. It didn't count. <laughs> I'll have to talk it's to my be on PR. Team. It's got to be on the gram, man. I'll uh-huh. talk to my PR team to get a VO out there soon. <laughs> I'm gonna throw his gram at me. Soccer Dan three hundred two. I'm gonna tag you and everything. <laughs> All right. Um, is it is it fair to say that our player of the match and our fair play of the week goes to Lou this week? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, perfect. Dr. Luke. Yeah. All right. Uh, it doesn't go out to the Philadelphia Union. Oh, yeah, the Philadelphia Union lost. Yeah, let's talk about Well, are we talking about the Philadelphia Union or are we talking about the weird offside, not offside call? We're talking about the fact that they played three games in a span of one month, and it was the playoffs. We need yeah. to be playing games a little bit bigger. Yeah. yeah. I forgot they were still in it. I yeah. forgot that they were still in the MLS season because – I didn't want to pay the $15 a month to be able to watch on Apple when I used to be able to watch it on WPHL for free. Shout out shout out to uh, JP. <laughs> yeah. If he's still listening, we had him on the podcast. We did, yeah. We had JP Cameron on the podcast. Yeah. Um, now, granted, you can also listen to this podcast on Apple Podcast. <laughs> he ain't paying that. For free. For free, though. It's Man. free. It's free. I can do that. Yeah, we're, 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 yeah, we're free. I mean, I think, uh, I mean... They had a good season. I think injuries outside. Outside, well, actually, influence. as we were as we were recording this, uh, you got breaking news. I have. I Jim have Curtin bre- reached out to you. I have. I have. Jesus Bueno. Oh, uh, resigned. 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 Not resigned. Like, like signed he's going to do it again. Signed a contract. He's Correct. coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. Well, Jesus I mean, is coming back. Yeah. Not resigned is in leaving. He's coming back. It's coming back. I think injuries and outside influences kind of impacted their their game. But, I mean, they brought it to Cincinnati. They definitely had missed a couple sitters that they could have won the game. Yep. And I think Bura had one right inside the six. That yeah. Sky. There were a couple other good chances that they had. Cincinnati was definitely more dangerous, but the Union, like, it kind of played in their style where they want to run against the run of play. They just couldn't capitalize. And yeah. And now you go down one nothing, like super late. What was it eighty eighth minute? Yeah, super late. Unfortunate for them, but I also think that you know you got a good court. I think they're in a tough place where you have a good court group of guys. I know. You got a good court. Um, just reached the semifinals. 
or you're not, you reach the finals and then you reach the conference semifinals. Yeah. But what do you do to make yourself better? I mean, you have a good group. What do you do to take yourself to the next level? Because if they had made the finals again this year, you say, okay, we got the right group. I think you probably need to bring bring somebody. Like you need to, you need somebody else. Well, I think like not as a coach, as a as a player. You need you're you're probably one or two players that you need to go out and spend some money on. Well, I think I think that there's really three areas they need to improve. Right, I, I think you're going to lose your left back and Kai yeah. Becker. He's he's definitely probably gone. Um, Julian Caranzo is already ruined. Or already ruined. Ruined. Rumored or ruined? He's ruined. He didn't score. He's ruined. Not resigned. Ruined. Rumored. Ruined. No, he's, <laughs> he's already been rumored to leave, so he'll probably pick up some interest in the winter market. You keep on my table. What's he going to do? And then I think that. Uh, that was comedy gold, by the way. That's what I'm here for. I think Bedoya's spot is a spot that's up for grabs. And I think you got to figure out how to, how to have a, a midfield where Jack McGlennon and Jose Martinez co coexist because they kind of play the same position. It's true. Um, all right. On this day in soccer history, December 1st, 2001. December 1st, 2001. What do you think was coming up in 2002? The World Cup. The World Cup, that's Korea right. And Japan. That's right. So December 1st, 2002, the draw for the World Cup was uh, happened. So for the 2002 World Cup, won by, do you remember, Dan? Who won the draw? No, no who, won, who won the 2002? I'm, I'm old, remember? Who, like, I remember the year. I don't remember who any won, who won, who won the 2002 World Cup? Do you no, remember? No. Ronaldinho and them boys, right? Brazil. Hmm. Ronaldinho and his pack. Brazil, Brazil won the uh, 2002 World Cup. Wow. Mm. It's Ronaldinho and the pack. See, I, I'm old enough to know. I don't have to remember stuff when I can just use my smartphone to find the answers. There you go. <laughs> well, actually, no. Let's just say you're young enough to know that that you could just use your smartphone. You don't have to go to like Verizon. Tomato, tomato. You don't have to go to that Verizon store and take those classes that they get the old people. <laughs> this is where your home button is. <laughs> All right. Well, so, yeah, hold on. Hold on. Uh, oh, man. I'm the problem. Oh, this guy still is bench. <laughs> Yo, I'm about to get myself the player of the match, though. Real nerd. Why? I had. Oh, you do. Yeah. I had a span of. And last week, Tuesday, Wednesday, I met with 22 out of 23 players and had 15 minute conversations with all of them. Good for you. I'm about yeah. to do that next week. Well, I did it on Zoom. And there was. Um, and I thought when I set up the times, there was some time. And then when I got to it, I was like, man, this is crazy. Because I was like, I'm going to be talking for like an hour and 15 minutes straight with like five or six players. Yeah. Um, but it was good. It was healthy conversation. It was good conversation. Good feedback for me. Obviously, not knowing my players uh, prior to this season, understanding where they came from and, and where they want to go and, you know, how they want to do things and getting honest feedback. I, I told all the ones that be honest. You know, it's hard to tell 13-year-old boys to be honest about a coach, right? Like, they're not going to say you suck. Yeah. Um, but it was good. Each other. They might not tell you, but they'll yeah. tell each other. Well, yeah. I mean, I try to keep it real with them. Like, oh, listen, if you think something's not working, like, like be real with me. Like, let's work. I mean, I did have 23 out of 23. One of my players went on vacation. 
Um, I ended up getting off 23, but it, it was good. It was good. It was positive. Um, it was good, good feedback going into the, the spring season. And you now I told all of them, like, yeah, we're taking a step up. We're going up a level of EDP. You know, if you grind now, if you put in the work now, you should be coming back at a higher level, hopefully. What is this guy doing with the bench? I don't know. Well, before anything crazy happens, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up. Thanks for joining us this week. Oh, actually, Dan, thanks for thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Always good advice to wrap up. Actually, Dan, this is the first wrap time up. we've recorded the podcast with you remotely, like like in person. Yep, yep. You gotta come back down to Dover more often. Yeah, I don't know about that. Thanks for joining us this week, and remember, always receive the ball on your front foot.